This is Backstrap, Trek to Manliness Podcast, Episode 3. Uh, today I'm joined with my friend Matt McGurry. So we're going to just kind of talk about hiking today because he and I are both very big hikers, as I talked about in Episode 1 with Backstrap. So how you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. Nice. Um, I guess we can just jump right into it. So what kind of hiking have you like done recently or what's been a hike in the past couple of years that has really stuck out to you? Um, I've done a lot of hiking in the past couple of years. I mean, I really haven't been seriously into like long distance backpacking until probably about my sophomore year of high school is my first real experience in the past year though. My, my biggest event in backpacking world has been working over the summer this past summer on a ranch in New Mexico where I was more or less a glorified backpacking guide. So I had a lot of fun leading crews out there, doing some long treks on my own with some buddies um, out into Colorado as well. Mostly just weekending, stuff like that. But I did um, have the opportunity to lead kind of a special trek program for a month in the backcountry with uh, a group that started as eight participants and ended with five. So we had a little bit of an attrition rate but nice. that was a lot of fun. That was the longest time I've ever been in the woods. Um, and it was an experience that I'll probably never forget. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think I had a friend who did that. I think the same summer as you. And he talked a lot about, like, his favorite part was, his, his role was a little different than yours, I think. But his favorite part was hiking back down alone after, like, leaving a group up there. Mm-hmm. He would hike back down alone. And he said that was the most, like, meditative and I guess you could say the most spiritual, but also like the most peaceful time of his summer experience when he was there. Did you kind of have that experience or was, was yours a little different? Uh, I'd say the same. I mean, for me, it kind of fluctuated. I really didn't take out that many other regular crews. So I think I took out maybe six crews where I had hikings that were kind of like that. And then other than that, I was just doing this, this month long trek and there, you know, our hiking on that was everybody coming back in together. So it was a little bit different. I, a couple of times I was really trying to run it back in and I was just kind of in a rush to eat a good meal and be yeah. back in base. I was kind of with a bad crew or, uh, you know, I was just kind of tired of things, but no, I definitely would agree. A lot of the, the fun of working out there and spending time in that back country is the soloing opportunities to just kind of poke around. You're really familiar with the land at, you know, after even taking on a couple of crews mm. and then having free reign to basically go wherever you want, see whoever you want to see and accomplish whatever you can. And the amount of time you have off basically, which for the most part was only like a few hours or, you know, a day and a night if you wanted to budget for that. Yeah. Um, during that summer and also like any other times that you've been hiking, what's been a couple, I don't know, lessons or, things that you've learned along along the way from hiking whether that's on the trail or being out in the wilderness for a couple days like you talked about Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of great lessons that can be taken from from being in, in the woods i think in general i don't think you necessarily have to be doing long distance backpacking you don't have to do soloing anything um just spending time with people in in the backcountry is is a beautiful thing i do think that those experiences bring people closer to their innate humanity in a way that I don't think a lot of people have that 
connection these days unless they're taking that intentional step to be out there. And a lot of that's a personal thing. There's a lot of challenge that comes in doing difficult work in the woods and whether that's just, you know, you're not an avid backpacker and that's going out for a weekend hike, you know, in an overnight, maybe your first one, or whether that's doing something really rigorous, like taking people out for a month or going for a through hike or doing something, you know, it's seriously more enduring. And I think that it forces you to confront your weaknesses in a different sort of way than what you would regularly experience in day-to-day life. And I have also found for me, at least being in the woods is a really spiritual thing. And especially alone, uh, I feel that there's a certain, you know, God lives in the, in the forest, I think in many ways. And if you're not getting in touch with that, you're missing out on an opportunity for a side of spirituality that I don't think um, you can access without having those, those experiences in the backcountry. And so I've learned a lot from that. I learned a lot of practical skills, of course, as well, which are a lot of fun. I think it's just a handy thing to be able to know, you know, different knots, different sort of like survival-esque sort of skills, what sort of things you can eat and what things you can't eat, how to orient and navigate your way out of situations. I think those are all practical, how to deal with animals. I've had a lot of really interesting animal encounters in my time in the backcountry. Yeah. And, and those, are, those are, you know, some scary moments where you wonder how much control do I really have? And I think that people need to have those encounters with the fear of, you know, am I in a bad situation? How am I going to navigate my way out in a very like physical sense, as opposed to a lot of times, you know, in modernity, people have the problems they're trying to wrestle with are all in their head. There's not really a physical outlet to work through. Right. And so having experiences in the woods, I think is a way for you to start to learn how, what what resources do I have to get myself out of the situation that I'm in? You know, of course, fearful of. Like when I, you have a bear encounter, you're gonna be concerned about how am I gonna wiggle my way out of this one? Yeah. And you have to say, well, what can and I, what can I do based on what I have and what I know how to do? And I think that sort of conceptual thinking that's just so natural is something that can also be applied when you know, your mental is off in your day-to-day life in, you know, regular run-of-the-day activities or when you run up to a problem with work or school. I think that sort of like just dog brain, what do I have? How do I get out of the situation? If you're really adept at that, you're a stronger person in in today's society. Yeah, I would definitely agree. And um, I kind of talked about this in the last episode, but something that I try and do is like I'm, I'm big into habits because I think that's obviously like very important for just improvement in daily life. Um, but what I try and do is focus on those physical habits of like, okay, getting in, getting to the gym, waking up early, because if you can get better at those, then I think the little bit more like complex um, problems you have or habits that you want to incorporate, which are more mental or spiritual that aren't as like tangible, you can't really see those as well. Um, if you get the physical ones down, it's easier, in my opinion, to get the mental the mental ones down that are less tangible. And then I think that kind of relates to um, what you said about being in the woods. Like you have physical problems that you don't necessarily get in today's age, um, and that helps you deal with more like mental problems that are more prevalent in 
like our normal modern society. So that's that's a really good lesson to take from that. Um, yeah, 100% agree. Yeah. In my experience out in the woods, one thing that I've always kind of noticed, like a couple of years ago, I went out in the woods for 11 days with, it was like a camp. It was like a group of men my age, also led by three other um, men a little older than us. And the first day, obviously, was, like, very weird. Like, we didn't know each other at all. But then, even just by day two, or even by, like, the end of the night, just hiking together, there's a weird bond that's established, I think, when people go out into the woods, or into the woods together, go backpacking together. That's really amazing. And by the end, by the end of the 11 days, it was, like, we had, were best friends that had known each other for, you know, 10 years. So... Have you had like kind of similar experiences um, in your backpacking times? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've seen it on both sides as a participant in some more structured activities like that, but also as someone guiding and being that kind of older man who's you know cultivating this community of young boys together, trying to have them have a positive experience out there. Um, this summer when I did Rayado, which is a 30-day trek, the very first night, we the kids don't know that they're leaving. It's kind of a surprise. They just know that they, they really don't know what they signed up for when they enrolled in this program. But the n- first night, we take them out. We do, like, basically a somewhat, like, close to a battle chapel sort of ceremony. And then at the end of that, we're like, okay, you have five minutes. Pack all your bags to your tent down. We're heading out. And it's, like, sundown. So the first night on this trek, all these kids have come in from all across the country. They don't even really know who is in their crew with them. There, you know, there's like 120 people there, all about the same age. They're trying to like figure out who they sit with to eat, that sort of thing. The mm-hmm. first day in base, and then that night, once you know five minutes is up, they're in their crew, and we're running literally out into the back country and trying to get some space from other crews so we can start forming that kind of cohesiveness right so that first night we had um we get out to a central location where everyone was kind of camping that night and you know there there are eight guys in my crew and then i'm working with a partner and one of the kids in my crew was a type 1 diabetic and he went down that night and he wasn't able to like regulate himself he was having a medical emergency and so we had to get him out but it was interesting that in getting him out of the crew, immediately that night, you were, all the other guys started to form closer. And right. they were just like, wow, that guy, you know, even though none of them had known him for what more than maybe five hours of walking together down yeah. basically a, a dirt road. It wasn't even trail. Um, they were like, yeah, he's gone. I'm bummed about that. And they were all like sad, asking us questions about like, do you think he's coming back? What's the situation with him? And even that sort of like immediate cohesiveness is something that I don't think happens unless you know that you are out for a shared experience with, with other people and it forces you to be close with them. Right. And they had not endured any real hardship other than just the shock of not knowing what's going on, but they're all in the same boat and that, you know, at some level things are out of their control and to lose one right away of their own, that sent like a shock down their spine. So I think that that's an experience that, I'll probably never forget. And he did end up coming back for another day. Ultimately ended up getting pulled off for good uh, for in a much hairier situation actually. But it was, um, it's definitely, you know, being out there together 
is when I think you really can get down to the core with other people and realize who they are. I have also took a, you know, before I worked this summer. So during the summer of COVID in 2020, I took a group of my friends from high school who had kind of a varying experience in the outdoors, some from like hunting families, but not real backpacking, some from like car camping sort of deal. And yeah. we went out, we did a cross country trip to Utah in, in the high Uinta mountains in the northern part of the state. And that was the first time that anyone but me had been backpacking. And we brought like a kind of crappy Walmart four person tent. And we were just, we were like, we're going to climb the highest peak in Utah in this next week and a half. And it was interesting to watch the progression of like, even night one, they're different people than who I've known for, you know, since my childhood and just seeing that kind of transformation then carry over the course of a long time where first night's kind of blissful. You're just happy to be out there. At least it was for us. Then over time, watching them struggle, me, myself struggling with them, uh-huh. kind of breaking down and getting into the you know true frustrations of the group dynamic, it was just very different than any other like interpersonal relationship I've had with them before going through that. And I think that the four people who I went out with, like we're a lot closer now than we were before that, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I've had somewhat similar experiences with like my friends um, from back home. It's just like, you know, if we hang out just like normal and let's say in, in one of our basements and just, you know, talk, whatever, it's mostly just surface level talk or just, you know, whatever about the day. But the second that we go out to go out into the wilderness in the forest or at my land, and sit around a fire and eat food that's cooked on the fire, the conversation just immediately gets much more fulfilling and much deeper. It's we- it's really interesting to see how that works and how much closer relationships can get just by moving the, in- like just by moving the setting outdoors. Totally. I think that that's a product of just how much noise that we are constantly being bombarded with day-to-day activities in our you know in our regular lives outside of the backcountry especially like i'm a big proponent well i should should say this with uh my tongue my cheek i am a big proponent of the idea of not having a phone or like any technology with you when you're in the backcountry yeah that being said i also have been in situations where it's very convenient to have a phone for you know navigation or emergency purposes so I should say with a grain of salt, I think there's tasteful use of technology that all that's to say, you'll never get more, um, away from kind of the, the pressures and, you know, the attention grabbing aspects of reality other than being in a place where there is just, it's completely devoid of those things. And I think that the woods is a pretty accessible way for people to experience that. Obviously there's varying degrees. Again, like you can be car camping and have the luxury of a car. You know, if it starts to rain, you can just duck in there. But it's different, you know, than when you're just actually out. Like when we were in Utah, that's just BLM land and it's accessed by foot only. So it's just pretty, that was pretty rugged. Of course, you can get even more rugged than that up in, you know, parts of Alaska. And like, you know, the frontier, what's left of the frontier landscape is Uh that's, that's really the, sort of place that is you know completely devoid but even just as simple as getting out into your local like state park whatever's closest to you for a night or two with your friends like 
that can be, make a huge difference on your relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. Just like here in college, it's just, you know, head down, go to class, do your work and do all your responsibilities that you have to do every day. And then, you know, don't get enough sleep and just do it again. Yeah. Um, so I think like for me taking those, taking that time and going out um, wherever it is, wherever I can get to out outdoors somewhere is it's just like a very good reset and a very good um just kind of like coming back to my roots and what i love doing which is just being outside um it's very beneficial for me to do that um it's difficult to get out there during college i have to say that's something I've, i've always struggled with here i mean there's there's not a lot of really close access there's also not a lot of good communication about people planning trips and there's just frankly not enough time that you have to have your head down on a school like this just because yeah the rigor is high enough that it's hard to make time for a weekend much less a week so i mean i've been trying to take advantage of my fall breaks and spring breaks and uh-huh. and such but that's about as good as it gets and it's really the money is in the summer for at least for me and those sorts of experiences yeah it's the same thing for me like in the summer i'd I try and get as much out of it as I can. I mean, I took a couple of trips out west to, you know, Colorado and Wyoming this summer just to just to like get the bug out basically from that, but um back to or what kind of do you see yourself applying any of these lessons that you've learned from being outdoors? Do you apply those to your day-to-day life? Yeah, I think it's hard to say if it's a really direct, like, I'm thinking about, oh, this is something I'm learning from my experiences in backpacking or being, a, you know, an outdoorsman in in my day-to-day life. I think that some of the things just like fortitude and just a sort of, like, solidness, I think that's honestly the biggest thing that I have maintained and has rolled over and helped me in my day-to-day. It's just knowing that, like, it's not, you know, it doesn't really matter how bad your situation is. You just have to keep pressing on and there's no, like you're your own master. Don't worry about the other influences on you. Yeah. Just do what you can and honestly embrace, embrace the experience that you're having, whether it be something that's in the moment, exciting and positive for you or not. It's something that's, you know, happening to you and you're alive and you're living that. And I think everything is, you know, having that disposition towards joy and looking at the experiences you have in your life as a privilege is something that I have certainly adopted from the blessings I've had being able to go into the backcountry as much as I have. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree that the fortitude aspect is very important. Um, just pushing through those physical challenges, you know, out in nature and definitely helps carry over to pushing through you know both physical but also just mental challenges that life throws at you every day um in our everyday society so that's really good um okay we can close now uh i always like to close with a quote so here's one by marcus aurelius who i'm a big fan of um and i think it kind of applies to what you're saying just being outdoors and being able to appreciate what you're doing and just take in the moment and just appreciate the gift of being alive and seeing nature and its beauty. When you rise in the morning, 
Think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive, to breathe, to think, to enjoy, to love. All right, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week.